a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Now, the reason why Luther says we daily exercise ourselves with the catechism, we daily read a page of the Bible, of the New Testament, or the Psalms, or some other piece of the Bible, is because by it we beat back the devil. (laughs) There's no talk of relationship there. There's none of this kind of lavender-scented piety at all. (laughs) It says, look, either you're going to be chewed up and pooped out by the devil, or you're going to read the Bible. (laughs) <laughs> right. Well, uh, I mean, that's how it's not really romantic at all. It's not wrong to talk that, that that God is here. It's just a question of how is he here? Is he yeah. here in my emotions? Do I feel his presence? Or do I know he's here because of his promise? And then over the face of this Moses, you put a plastic happy Jesus mask. Because this is what most people think of Jesus. <laughs> kind of a <laughs> smiley covering up of Moses. More effective than tryptophan, you're listening to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> and in this... Let's get to the buzzword. I got a great one. Oh, okay. Buzzword. Hmm. <laughs> and then what are we doing? Okay, yeah. You actually want to do that? You should... All right, know... here's my buzzword for you. Ready? <laughs> okay. Postmodernism. I don't know what that means. Why don't you tell me? It means whatever you want it to. <laughs> now, I'm going to... De- See, there's no definition. See I'm how going to is? deconstruct oh, what you mean man. by anything. <laughs> and your perception of anything isn't necessarily my perception of anything. <laughs> That's true enough. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, pronounce, the pro, I pronounce the word too clearly. It's modernism. <laughs> Make sure there's no definition at all. All right. Well, my theological buzzword for you, per our listener recommendation, is grace. Whoa. And grace is the substance that is... Uh, oh, wait, wait. No, sorry. I, I fell into Roman Catholicism for a minute. Um, <laughs> grace is <laughs> is uh, God's... I even missed that. I was un- busy checking Facebook. Yeah, you're, uh, <laughs> boy, Facebook's good, go on fire. Good thing you're not on the... I just the, announced the, uh, <laughs> the new edition of Around the Word. Bing! Does that go to Doctrine Review, by the way? Have liked it. <laughs> I, I, I would like no. to know. I would like to know if the articles I'm reading have been reviewed. <laughs> that, was, that was fast. The art. Uh, the articles are written by Lutheran pastors. Hey, didn't didn't you at last write something for this? And why is it in there? Did Negative. I, I have not. <laughs> I've I've I talked right. to you several times about thinking about writing something, <laughs> but never have. I was thinking about considering it. <laughs> I was thinking about considering it, perhaps. I, big question. The all right. Is, I read all, or I read at least most of the articles in there, and they seemed right to me. You know? <laughs> the general editor that doesn't even read the, his own journal. <laughs> Lord have mercy. How boring would that be to read it before it comes out? I'd like to enjoy it with everyone else. That's like, I remember being in high school, and they had these AP classes. You know the AP, you can take AP classes, and then you you get college credit for high school class. You know about that? Uh, I, no, I, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I've heard dummy. of it. I took like seven of these AP classes in high school, but then I never tested out of I never took the test because I thought that would be cheating myself out of the full college experience. What yeah. an absolute you're, imbecile. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I would rather pay for these classes at college. 
<laughs> yeah, twice. I'll pay for him twice. <laughs> okay. Uh, so grace is um, grace. God's unmerited favor. Uh, maybe you just simply understood his smile upon us. And, uh, I like that. And this comes because of uh, because of what Christ has done. Now, see, the the difference is is um, rather than seeing grace as a bit of a, a, a substance that empowers you, um, then what grace. I mean that completely defies what the word grace even means. <laughs> so, so God gives you grace, so therefore you can it, it empower you to to go be good or and be, you know become righteous and all this. No, uh, it's simply that that God looks at us and smiles, and He can do that even though we're sinners, because uh, God has taken care of our sin in the person of Jesus by His promise, grace. I like it. That's good. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, by the way, we had Paul, the astrophysicist, visited church the other day, and I wasn't even here. Uh, but uh, thanks. That's so. That's an ambassador from the Boston Beer Party Cult of Pure Doctrine. <laughs> when is that convention, by the way? The Cult of Pure Doctrine convention? Yeah, <laughs> it's in the it's in the hopper. It's in the cooker. I I uh, the only report I got. Someone said there was a guy who said he's listened to your radio show and he was here on Sunday. I said, Oh yeah, how was he? He says, Well, he was crossing himself and he knocked out three people. <laughs> boom boom in the name of the father and of the pow and then the pooh <laughs> apparently his, he a his ninja crossing of himself extended beyond the borders of his own body <laughs> stand clear I'm going to be crossing myself that's all I heard that's Rem- right. remembering my baptism in process look out <laughs> boom a little tentacle for you he thought, he, thought, he, he thought he had he'd wipe out the devil in the process I guess that's cool oh yeah that's great so sorry I missed that where in the world was I? Who knows? So, uh, you have an email for us I do. here on hey, Table Talk Hey, pastors, Radio. this is from Joe. We also read last week from Joe. Quick Luther quote, I thought this was spot on, and I submit it can be applied to a host of American evangelical denominations. I know this firsthand. Quote, the Pope commands us to look away from the promises of God and Christ to our own merit. No wonder they are the eternal prey of doubt and despair. You got that? Now mm-hmm. the email's going to keep going, but let's respond to that part, eh? Okay, read that. Well, that so the Pope commands again. us to look away from the promises of God and Christ to our own merit. Correct. No wonder they are the eternal prey of doubt and despair. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll you know so that uh, if if the popes if the Pope um, uh, would would point people to uh, uh, to Christ and, and talk about how they can rest securely in, in their standing before God because of what Christ has done for them. Uh, well, first of all, this pope would be, then be a Lutheran. But second, second of all, never <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell you about how I told my buddy Father Onhel that when he becomes pope, he should take the name Pope Luther the <laughs> First. <laughs> nice. He said, Brian, I don't think the Catholics or the Lutherans would like that. <laughs> <laughs> True, um, but that's not what the pope does. Whenever he talks, he's talking about, hey, hey, we need to go be loving. We need to go do uh, do good things. And um, what this does is cast the conscience into sorrow because um, here you are trying to be good before a holy and righteous God. And that's, you know, that's rather intimidating trying to be good before God because he's yeah. holy and perfect. It's, I'd say. Yeah. So this is why it cast him into to sorrow. But the yeah, email continues. The monster of uncertainty, our Lutheran theologians call that. Because, in fact, you know that Council of Trent? You know, remember that Council of Trent back in the day? They said, if anyone is confident of their salvation, let them be anathema. Can you believe it? So you get damned to hell if you think you're saved. That's the confidence of faith is anathematized. So yes. the, what you're saying is the 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 pope is like uh, the monster that hides in your closet. 
That's right. <laughs> so your your kid wakes up. Help! Help! There's a pope in my closet. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing that 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 what's condemned there is faith. I mean, look, the, the pope. It's it. We sound like a bunch of punks. <laughs> Check it in the bed. The I think the Pope's under there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Until you start to read what the Pope says, and then you realize that it's not that we are the punks, but in fact the Pope himself, who is a punk, who says things like, you can't be saved unless you submit to him. That is rude, Pope, <laughs> to say things like that. How rude. I know. Okay. Joe I'm guessing continues. Joe right, continues in the email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says, also... Okay, this is a stretch for church sign theology, but I kind of thought it was funny. At a local fire station, the sign read, Wanna burn? Call this number. <laughs> now, I know they're referring to getting info for days when people can freely burn yard and other plant stuff, but I told my wife who was oh. in the car with me, boy, I'm glad that's not a church sign. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're well, Joe from Washington. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, Joe, appreciate you listening up there in, uh, in Washington. Uh, good. We have about two minutes left. Anything Here's another else? one. This is Luther. From San Diego. What a nice name. Dear Pastor Brian. Oh, I'm sorry he got left out of this guy. Wah, wah. I could recall a Table Talk Radio episode uh, which you had talked about Jesus Christ being a homecoming date, which I thought was absolutely funny. I told you there was someone out there that thought this was funny stuff. Do you remember? <laughs> I didn't Anyhow. believe you. However, I suggest an even better example than the one you gave is the example of a Sadie Hawkins theology. Allow me to explain. Ah. In the tradition of Sadie Hawkins, it's the female that pursues the male and asks them to dance, and the man has the authority to say yes or no. In this theological worldview, your relationship with Jesus Christ starts the moment you make a decision. Thus, Jesus becomes your date to the Sadie Hawkins of life. Anyhow, thanks for your show. Keep up the horrible work. Sola Deo Gloria, Luther from San Diego. Hey, thanks, Luther. Yeah. So, so what do you think uh, about that? The Sadie Hawkins. Theology? I think that's pretty fitting, right? So instead of you know how it was when you were in high school, you would you would kind of come up to these ladies and say, "Will you come to with me to the homecoming dance?" And they hey, throw a pie in your face or something like that. <laughs> like, hey, I'm walking down the hall. Where Where's everyone going? Why is everyone moving? <laughs> but not at the Sadie Hawkins dance. Uh, you didn't have to worry no, about no. being. You didn't have to worry about talking to girls at the Sadie Hawkins dance. <laughs> Because the girls would ask the guys, and the guys would have the opportunity to, to accept or decline. That's right. Uh, so uh, that would be fitting then with, uh, with with these praise songs for Jesus, right? That here you're trying to woo Jesus, and uh, if you uh, use the right or, words... Or, or better, th- Jesus is coming and asking you, and then now you have to make a decision. See, he's, hey, hey, Evan, want to go to the dance with me? And you say... But is that what is that what Luther's saying? Let's see here. Cause I, I got the because because the the analogy is that we are asking Jesus into our hearts and stuff. So now we we're coming as the lady at the city Hawkins to, yeah, to the right. man. So I think you're right. I yeah, think you got it. I'm on the same page. So now. if we jump through the right hoops and and you know uh, say the right things, and maybe Jesus will be our date. Rather, what we can talk about is not what we must do so that we would be acceptable to God. Uh, asking the right thing, uh, we can instead talk about what Jesus has done for us. So it's accomplished, right. it's finished, it's done. And it's not about wooing or asking, it's about uh, believing, believing the promise that this is for you. So let's do some bumper stickers and church signs right after this.
it's really classy up here. Table Talk Radio will be right back. Do the bumper stickers on your car say a lot? A lot about who you are or who you're not. That's right. Everyone's favorite game on Table Talk Radio, that is Church Sign and Bumper Sticker Theology, where we analyze the bumper stickers and church signs that you have sent to us at questions at tabletalkradio.org and analyze the theology behind them. You know, it's funny. What am, I, am I supposed to do something for this? Should I go into our Table Talk Radio uh, Facebook fan page? Me, whatever. I mean, I think I should. I'm not convinced that that serves a purpose, so I'm, you know, I don't really care what you do. Hey, by the way, did I announce that Facebook's blowing up? I got a blow up situation because we uh, just published a journal. Oh, I did mention that. Anyway, so uh, it's funny though that that putting these uh, stickers on the back of your uh, car on the bumper or uh, a sign that you have it outside some church. Uh, they're they're saying something about either the worldview or the theology, and so the question is, what are you saying? What are you confessing? What's the theology behind the message? Uh, and so that's the service that we provide to you, our Table Talk Radio listener, um, because you know who? How could anyone get by the day without a little church sign or bumper sticker theology? No kidding. I was just thinking. So so I've got one right here. You ready to start going, Pastor? Mm-hmm. Here it is. Here. Hey guys, uh, listener number thirteen, calling just. Got a couple of bumper stickers here I wanted to call out. This is on the back of a Ford Taurus, and there is the, of course, uh, the coexist, but it's coupled with a I Love Obamacare, a clergy bumper sticker, and then one that says, God lets me make choices. Why not his follow? Why won't his followers? So Whoa. I have fun with that last That's one. That's like a whole sermon. That, so. Keep up the great Bye. A middle and an end. <laughs> God lets me okay. make decisions. Yeah. Why won't his followers? <laughs> wow. Okay. What that's about. So I think this is a a pro-choice motivated. Do you know? <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. So the the so. Uh, the choice that the, the it's insinuating here is the choice to kill a human being or not. I mean, what we were. <laughs> I that's, that is really interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's maybe take this one at a time. Coexist. We've talked about many times in the show. This is the bumper sticker you see everywhere. I mean, everywhere you see it, especially if you're in Colorado. Um, but uh, this is the one made up of different religious symbols, saying that all religions can be. Uh, harmonious right. with each other, no problem there. That this is a yep. very kind of a postmodern idea. The yep. next one was hey, that was your buzzword. Oh, oh hey, that was pretty good. That was smooth, don't you think? That's smooth. You said that buzzword with style and grace. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you forty points. Hey, that's what I was going to give you, except for forty postmodern points equals point <laughs> zero real points. <laughs> Zero, zero points in reality. It's however many points you want it to be, man. <laughs> okay. Um, That's like that thing. Who is that guy, Chris Roseborough, who does the thing with the, what's it called? The postmodern bank. Remember that? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> you got however much money you want in there. Postmodern points. Now, the next one was I Love Obamacare. Now, I wonder if um, if we have to kind of put that one off and talk about it next year. Is that... <laughs> That's right. There was a they they printed about a half million of those bumper stickers, but only like six people actually signed up to get them. 
Well, I mean, I love Obamacare. I tried. I tried to get one, but the website wasn't working. That. <laughs> I mean, even if you like Obamacare or appreciate Obamacare, I mean, you're really gonna put a bumper sticker that says "I love Obamacare." That's just, you know, there's a a bumper sticker in a way is like. It's like attaching a hand to the back of your car that reaches out and slaps whoever's driving behind you. <laughs> True. I mean, just about every bumper sticker is an insult, is it not? Yeah. Including this one. Uh, Including the next one. Okay. Clergy. Did you write down the... Oh, yeah. Clergy. What was that about? So are we to assume then the driver of this car was a, was a clergy? I guess so. Okay. Or either that or really wanted to park in the close parking spaces at the hospital. <laughs> Maybe. It used to be eight and a half years ago when I started being a pastor that uh, there, there, was cl- there was clergy spots close to the hospital. But that's not the case anymore. Now they're way out. You know, the, you have like three empty parking lots before you find the clergy parking. I've never I seen there, a though, clergy spot. You don't drive far enough away from the front door. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm just hitting the patient parking, and I, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it, you're you're hey doctor parking. I'm a doctor of theology. You know, in in New Law York, gospel, d- rightly divided. In New York, it's not rare to see people have those little uh, things on their dash that says clergy, and they can just park anywhere. Uh, but I'm most interested in this last one. Did you write it down, Pastor? Uh, yes. One. God lets me make decisions. Why won't his followers? <laughs> I see. I, you think it's pro-choice. I think if it was pro-choice, it would say, "God lets me make choices. Why won't His followers?" Okay. So, uh, what, what do you think? What do you think I, this is getting at? Then I think it's just getting at the bossiness of Christians. So Christians are always telling everyone how to, you know, vote for not Obamacare and things like this. Hmm. Well, what do you think, listeners? I want to hear from you. One eight hundred three eight five SOLA or Ooh, questions at tabletalkradio dot org. Which Finally. do you think it is? Is this re- <laughs> making a pro choice uh, like connection? A real radio or would you say stuff like that? <laughs> you forget. It's like you reminded me. That I'm just gonna. Listening. I'm gonna have to talk to Evan for a while with this microphone. I don't know nervous. why we do this. <laughs> yeah. Or calling me on the microphone thing again? Or is Pastor Wolfmuller right in that that this is just referring to just bossy Christians? All right, we're just gonna see. So I, I, I want to get some feedback. That's all. All right, now let's go to the next one. This now, comes. Dear listener, remember: if you don't call, then nobody calls because it's just you. Right. Uh, it's all it's all up to you. If we uh, if we don't hear from you, we won't hear from anybody at all. Now this next one comes from Jeannie as an email um, from uh, Greer, South Carolina, and there is this sign. It said that when she saw this sign, she thought of us. Oh, that's nice. Uh, now she the the the, the church is St. Mark's United Methodist Church, and the address of this church is nine one one. So the uh, church sign says, call 911, this church is on fire. On fire! (laughs) This church is on fire! Oh, no. (laughs) This church is on fire! Yeah. You know that song? That's a hit song. Yeah. Um, What what do you think? Is this this one, you know, just in droves, people coming in because of the church sign? Hey! I saw your oh, yeah. sign. Is it really on fire? Oh, not really on fire. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's right. Everyone with buckets of water. <laughs> Remember your baptism. Sploosh. <laughs> I'm sure that's how it went. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, I have another false one. False advertising. That's what I say. Here's another one. False advertising on this church, not literally on fire. <laughs> Hi, this is Carolyn from North Dakota. My mom and I are on a road trip in Minnesota right now, and we came across a Burgundy Mazda V6 with quite a plethora of bumper stickers on the back. And so these are the bumper stickers. The world is my country. All mankind are my brethren. You good is my religion. Um, that was the first one. Humankind be both. That's the second one. Speak your mind even if your voice shakes. That's the third one. Uh, how wonderful it is that no one need wait a single moment to start improving the world. Uh, quoting Anne Frank. That's the fourth one. Uh, the fifth one is I Heart the First Amendment. The sixth one is Namaste. The seventh one is Vote No on the Anti-Marriage Amendment. Uh, what are we at now? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> okay, the eighth one is a little colored square with an equal sign in it, and I think that's the gay marriage uh, sign. Uh, the eighth one is the most common way people give, oh, sorry, the ninth one, the most common people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any, and that's by Alice Walker. Um, and the tenth one is look closely at the present you are constructing. It should look like the future you are dreaming, also by Alice Walker. So there are ten bumper stickers on the back of this Mazda V6. Um, have fun. We love your show. Bye. Was it holding the bumper on? Holy cow, Did ten you, bumper stickers? <laughs> Did you hear that last word she said, we love your show? Did you notice the plural? It wasn't just I, it was we. Wait, There's are you saying that we have one. more than one listener? Hot diggity dog! <laughs> Two in one car! That's great. I mean, usually... <laughs> usually everyone else in the car sticking their head out the window. I know. <laughs> Turn it off! Someone in the car is putting as a punishment... <laughs> You know, it used to be, I'll turn this car around. Now it's, I'll put Table Talk Radio on. Don't make me do it. Kids, I'll put- <laughs> sit down. Put your seatbelt on. Stop your whining or I'm going to turn on Table Talk Radio. <laughs> I, I'm in bumper sticker overload right now. I don't know what's going on. I know it. I know it. This is, this is like a whole radio show. This is like a, this is like a, we should, it's for, what is the thing that we're going to do next? Church Creed Cruncher? This yeah. is like a whole creed. <laughs> the world's your country. Do good is my religion. Speak your mind. Start doing good. I love the First Amendment. Namaste, which apparently doesn't mean, which apparent, which apparently doesn't mean hello in Hindi, but means something else about theology. Vote no on the anti-marriage amendment. Uh, don't give up your power and look something about looking closely at the present. That is really quite an inventory. All right, let's take this break to let you kind of collect your thoughts and all. On, yeah, I'm interested to see from you what you think uh, is the bottom line on this driver. You're listening to yep. Table Talk Radio. More bumper stickers right after this. I only free on days that end in Table Talk Radio. <laughs> no, that's just silly. 
Martin Luther says that the most common idol in all of the world is the idol of money, that we trust in it, that we fear losing it, that we think that because we have it, we're secure. Here at Table Talk Radio, we have the solution for this idolatry. Click the Donate Now button on our website, and you will support the ongoing efforts of Table Talk Radio to spread this word of God throughout the world. Table Talk Radio is listener-supported. If you would like to help with the financial needs of Table Talk Radio, just click the Donate button on our website, tabletalkradio.org. You got a new bumper sticker on your car. You got a new bumper sticker on your car. It says Jesus is living in your heart, in your heart. Got a new bumper sticker on your car. You know, we were talking earlier about the doctrinal review. I think that we ought to have a humor review so that when uh, you keep laughing at some joke, we can just re- refer to the humor review and, it, nope, that's not funny. You have to stop laughing at it. <laughs> <laughs> a joke cruncher? Because sometimes... Is it funny? It's... <laughs> Scale of one to ten. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, that's yeah. funny, eh? I mean, even I your own mother... Is, uh, yeah, your own mother recognizes this. You know, your mother who's not a hippie. Uh, she <laughs> says... And, and, and your wife, apparently. The, Alinda. The, the ladies who know you mo- the, the best in your life <laughs> all testify to the fact that your jokes aren't funny. Everybody's just laughing at the fact that you're laughing at your jokes. Oh, oh, oh. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the hilarity just keeps on rolling. Yeah, hold on. We need to appeal the to the, the of humor this show review board. Is like... <laughs> Sorry, it didn't pass Who's humor on the review. Humor review board. <laughs> That's what I want to know. A bunch of socialists, probably. <laughs> you know, your vicar could be on. That's probably a conflict of interest. <laughs> That's right. He, the vicar, who has Never what mind. we call anesthesia. Wait, what is that? Where you forget things? That's anest. What is that called? Amnesia. Amnesia. <laughs> Why did he forget? What did he forget? You forget to preach? Or I just forgot what it's called when you forget things. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Okay. Now, so, <laughs> the thing is, he has the amnesia because he always forgets every single day that he's being graded. <laughs> yeah, don't forget that, Booker. The point is just to pass. Just do whatever you have to, and then <laughs> just get me through. <laughs> this isn't about growth. This is about this, passing. This bump. This car. This is looks. I don't even. I think it's probably illegal. I don't think they could see through the back window. Okay, so here, let's just break it down. The world is my country. That's anti-patriotism, which is against the fact that the Lord has put us in a place. So that's against the third estate, the estate of citizen. To do good is my religion. That's legalism, a denial of the doctrine. It's a kind of a secular version of pietism. Speak your mind. This is just perfect postmodernism, and that is that your idea, your opinion is valid simply because it's your idea. Start doing mm. good. That's more moralism. I love the First Amendment. Uh, that's probably, I mean, First Amendment is good, uh, but that's probably against what they understand as the coerciveness of a creed, so more pietism. Namaste, that's Hebrew paganism. Vote no on the Anti-Marriage Act. That's against marriage. Uh, This is the Anti-Marriage Act is what they're calling the uh, idea that a man and a man can be married to each other, which is not marriage. And ironically enough, ironically, ironically... (laughs) Why we're making up words, why not? (laughs) This this bumper sticker, the, uh, the idea that the state can redefine marriage is itself... 
an abomination, a right. kind of a hyperstate <clears throat> abomination, uh, well, putting government over over natural law. So that's anti sixth commandment. And and I might say a word um, about the divorce one too. So so yes. the insinuation is is that the 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 reason that Christians oppose uh, gay marriage is because it's immoral, but Christians also say that divorces is immoral. So therefore, because Christians say gay marriage can't happen, then they must also uh, must follow also that that divorce can't happen. The thing is that bumper sticker. In order for that argument to work, is you have to identify them both as being immoral. <laughs> right. So, so uh, yes, I would actually agree that that we in this country should not have no uh, no fault divorce. There, <laughs> <We're>, I agree. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I mean, <laughs> it should be illegal. Yeah, I mean, it is apparently in insofar as um, marriage is a secular contract, uh, it should be illegal to break it, just like it's illegal to break any contract. Right. Okay, but continue on with present. your... I didn't get that one. Uh, I mean, I didn't get the whole thing. What is there, another one about don't give up your power? So that's kind of a Nietzschean will to power. I'm a hyper-individual world citizen sort of thing. So uh, this could be... I, I don't know where this is, uh, but this could be the bumper stickers on the back of the president's motorcade. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. <sighs> Uh, okay, let, let's do one more um, to Ooh, uh, before we that's do that. That's our uh, democratic outreach <laughs> evangelism program. In um, this, uh, n- after this <laughs> next bumper sticker, we're going to go to the Church Creed Cruncher, which is a new oh, game yeah. here on Table Talk Radio. But first, let's go to Fargo. Hi, this is Ruth calling from Fargo. I was just passed by a green Pontiac. Oh, I think she's from Texas. Uh, Grand Prix with a huge sticker in the back Spain. window that said, You've just been passed by a girl with an 18 inch Tinkerbell. A rainbow coexists bumper sticker and another bumper sticker that says, If we can't marry, you can't divorce. With oh, that was this one. Rainbows on the side. But the best part was. When we pulled up to the south lane and I was getting in the turn lane, it was being driven by a guy. <laughs> Have a good day. Love your show. Oh, love you, Fargo listeners. So, eh? Everything oh. I said earlier about the divorce thing, that meant not on this one. <laughs> I was wondering what you were talking about. Hey, I think, uh, so you talk and I'll translate it into North Dakota. Eh? Wait, A is okay. Canadian, huh? Yeah. So I've I've never seen the rainbow colored coexist bumper sticker before. Oh, I've never. Wait, that's Irish. I've never. Oh, I've never. No, that's. Oh, I've never. Never seen. No, no. Hold on. I can't do it. I don't have that Fargo accent. Do you hear that? Oh, eh? I just got a call from the Human Reward <laughs> Review Committee. They didn't pass. Okay, uh, let's go on to. <laughs> do you have anything go else? To on, say? Eh? So, so I, I mean, obviously, the irony is, is that uh, here you have this can... big Tinkerbell car uh, going down the road, and and then you pass in as some guy, which I, I guess is, I, guess I mean, fine, eh? maybe not all that surprising, but maybe it is in Fargo. I don't know. Pontiac. <laughs> I think uh, the problem is, of course, nobody is forbidding anybody from marrying. I mean, this is like, this is so this is how, imagine this this scenario. You go out on a date, you hit Club Rogue River. Mm-hmm. Hey, ladies, Evan's in the house. Well, You're I don't know. Up on the dance floor. Baka, 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 you, usually, then, Club Rogue River is playing songs more like you know Elvis and. <laughs> and there you are, 
and you meet some beautiful woman. Oh, and she's just the most orthodox Lutheran lady. She's just fantastic. You and you guys meet. And, Are we still and in Rogue River? You're dancing, dancing, and you say, "Hey, you know what? We should get married." And uh, and she says, "No, I don't want to marry you." And then you walk out of there, and you're like, "I can't believe I'm forbidden from marrying whoever I want to." <laughs> this the laws of this country are so illegal. I should be able to marry who I want. And she said, well, "What? What? Are you, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Just because that you can't marry that person doesn't mean you can't get married. I mean, there's a lot of things and people that you can't marry." Uh, Except for if I can't get married. Of course you could get married. You just have to find a willing woman to marry you. That's the <laughs> thing. So, anyway, I can't marry who I love. I mean, this is the whole thing is just ridiculous. Everybody has the same right to marry. Every man can marry the woman that would say yes to him, etc. And same for women. It's the same equal rights all around. This whole debate is just getting ridiculous. <laughs> Okay, well, we need to move along because we are almost out of time in this segment, and we want to play the Church Creed Cruncher. Now, oh yeah, um, it, it's it's easy to stumble upon these websites, and you have a about us, what we believe, and uh, sometimes they don't quite match up. Well, we have one here that you sent us, Pastor Wolf Miller. This comes from yeah, Overland. you might send that back to me. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have this, now, huh? Now, what are the we we came up with the with the Church Creed Cruncher with different rules. It's different than the Praise Song Cruncher. Uh, so we I don't don't we have three questions? I remember at least two of them. Okay. Question number one is Jesus mentioned? Yes or no? And then question number two, I can't remember. And then question number three, can this creed be confessed by a heretic? <laughs> and uh, and if it can, that's kind of a bad sign. It's a bad sign. Doesn't quite say enough. <laughs> like we think God is really awesome, or says too much, depending on depending on the heresy. Is there any false doctrine? That was maybe question number two, something like this. Is it Jesus mentioned? Is there false doctrine? And can it be confessed by a heretic? Okay, so or th- also an errorist. Okay, <laughs> an errorist. That should be a buzzword. So I'm going to start reading. This, this is rather lengthy, but uh, this is from Overland Park First Assembly of God. And that says, what we believe, we believe the scriptures are inspired by God and declare his design and plan for mankind. What do you think of that? Okay. All right. Uh, Probably. Scriptures are uh, inspired, declare, yeah, that sounds all right to me. I, I the only little thing that I wonder is what the what is being referred to when it talks about the plan for mankind. Oh, yeah. If that would be that the scriptures are supposed to reveal to me that I'm supposed to be a teacher or a plumber or a carpenter. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure that. But if it's talking about uh, the plan of salvation of what Christ has done for us, then I'm all aboard on that one. Second one, we believe there is only one true God revealed in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, commonly known as the Trinity. A.K.A. the Trinity. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Okay. We believe in the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ as God's Son uh, was both human and divine. Good. Now, problem yeah. is with the word was. Yes. So God's Son, Jesus, is human and divine, not yeah. was, or, yeah. or was and is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to make sure that uh, we continue to confess that Jesus is both human and divine, that he hasn't, yeah. he hasn't shed his humanness or his divine nature. Right. Okay, so uh, that, we might be running into some danger with some, I mean... With a, with a, something that could be confessed by a heretic on that one. Um, but uh, 
let's continue to look at this after the break, and we'll see if we find any okay. more. We were playing the Church Creed Crunch, or the brand new game on Table Talk Radio, which I'm sure we'll see it the light of day at least one more time. Uh, if you have a question or at comment for us, questions at <laughs> tabletalkradio.org, or call us, 1-800-385-SOLA. We'll be right back. Part-time hosts, full-time nonsense. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Cause I gotta have faith. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. The My game favorite is. Song. <laughs> I bet it is. Church Creek Crunch. We're that tonight at our Thanksgiving Eve service. <laughs> On this, the 238th year of our independence. I like it. Okay, so we're crunching the creed from Overland Park First Assembly of God, oh, yeah. and the next line here is We believe, though originally good, man willingly fell to sin, ushering evil and death, both physical and spiritual, into the world. I think that's true. I'm, it makes me nervous that so many words in that sentence are capitalized. I was thinking the same thing, like, man willingly fell. <laughs> that's weird. Uh, Originally good, man willingly fell. That's okay. Yeah, good. Original sin? Sounds good to me. Okay, we believe every... original sin. <laughs> <laughs> we believe every man, person... that sin is really original. Every person can have restored fellowship with God through salvation, in quotations. And then it has in parentheses, trusting Christ through faith and repentance to be our personal Savior. Normally, by the way, people of Overland Park, when you have Savior in a creed, you're supposed to put a U in there. Savior. <laughs> That's what I've learned in these many years of reading statements of faith. Now, one can have restored fellowship with God. This is the old salvation is a possibility. And so, so salvation is trusting Christ through faith and repentance to be our personal Savior. This, by the way, is not a sentence. There is something grammatically wrong in that. Do we have to do sentences? I thought confession... Just By the way, dear what-we-believe writers, just because you put something in parentheses doesn't mean it doesn't have to be a sentence. Just saying. That's also for free. Look at this. I'm like a grammatical something. <laughs> yeah. Shoot, that would have been a great time for a joke right there. That would have been really good. Now, I, I want to... Totally what do you think about this last part to be our personal savior? It's kind of like you have your, right. your personal cup of coffee. It's not somebody else's coffee. It's your coffee. This um, comes into our Lutheran confessions as fides specialis. Remember that business? Mm -hmm. And someone, Tappert, I do believe, who translated the Book of Concord, translated fetus specialis as personal faith. Uh, maybe better would be special faith, and th but that means the individual belief. Mm -hmm. So here, But here's the thing. But here's the difference. While our Lutheran confessions talking about personal faith, the evangelicals shifted over and talk about the personal Savior. Yes. You see the difference there? Mm-hmm. So, so that, Jesus is so the, the Savior of the world. It's my faith in him, my faith in the right. promise that his death is for me, that that grabs a hold of all the benefit that he has for everybody. 
So, so the to put it another way, the faith that the Spirit has given you through the Word is is given to you, and it, and I, it's not mine. I can't share it with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but the faith that He's given me and the faith He's given you both look to that same object that is the objective Savior. To say that you have a personal Savior means that you have a Savior and I have a Savior and the third person has a Savior and so on and so forth, right. and that re- denies the uh, the objectivity of the the crucifixion and, and atonement and salvation. I think that's right, because there is something... I mean, evangelicals really love talking about this, this idea of the personal Lord and Savior, making Jesus your personal Lord and Savior. I mean, in its root, you can understand it rightly, because nobody can believe for anybody else, true mm-hmm. enough. But there's so... The emphasis sits so much on the revival of the individual, the decision of the individual, that mm-hmm. it gets swept up into that whole revivalistic understanding. Well, don't you think that um, this interest in talking about the personal Savior, the personal Lord and Savior so much is, is trying to separate from those who, um, you know, believe in God, but, but you know, they, they just don't take it as serious as, as others do. Yeah, you know, that's so, right. Yeah, you're born again. You've reached the extra level. You've yeah. gone up to the next level. Sure. Why is it always about the levels? Because <laughs> it's about ladder way. climbing. It's, it's a, uh, each person can have a restored fellowship, which is also fine to talk of having a restored fellowship with God. It is a little bit strange. That it doesn't say anything about forgiveness. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, restored fellowship, I guess, would assume forgiveness, but it puts everything, it puts everything again into the category of relationship, and it's strangely all capitalized. Also, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. The next one then is we believe and practice two ordinances: one, water baptism by immersion after repenting of one's sins and receiving Christ's gift of salvation, and two. Holy Communion, the Lord's Supper, as a symbolic remembrance of Christ's suffering and death for our salvation. Yeah, this is kind of typical Protestant nonsense about the Lord's Supper and <laughs> baptism. To ordinances, you should watch out for the word ordinances, because like you went to that plan, you're going to the planning commission, so you're going to sit there with all these people and write ordinances about uh, where people can put their trash cans and stuff. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> Better to have a sacrament, which is Jesus giving his gift, rather than an ordinance, which is a rule. A law, yeah, that's right. Um, now, it seems that, I mean, we're I think we're planning for the next one, but it basically says uh, water baptism. Yeah, that's right. Um, rather, as if there's a, a something else. Now, I yeah, think that it yeah. does. Uh, the next one, we believe the baptism in the Holy Spirit as a special experience following salvation that empowers believers for witnessing and effective service, just as it did in the New Testament times. Of course. Why do do we use this word empowerment? Where does that come from in the Bible? I mean, aside from, you know, the Nazi version of the Bible, (laughs) empowerment, the Nietzsche version of the Bible. Do we have the word empower in the Bible? I better check that up. But I do not think that is the case. Here's my BibleGateway.com. Well, power. I mean, so we've we've talked about this before. This idea of power. So where we find power is is the power of God, or the um, uh, the 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 power of of the Word, or uh, the power of baptism. <laughs> that all these things that the Lord gives us. Um, is powerful because our Lord is powerful. Like, for example, one of the one of just kind of my pet peeves is when people talk about the power of prayer. I just cringe at that yes. because prayer is not powerful. <laughs> prayer is not powerful. 
but prayer is addressing the one who is powerful. That is yeah. God Himself. So let's just talk about the oh, man. So, but but so when we talk about uh, empowerment, what this is trying to say then is that um, believers are given a particular power, which I don't think is true. Yeah, this is it comes up twice in the English Standard Version in First Corinthians twelve both times. There are varieties of activities, but the same God who empowers them all and everyone and. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Hmm. Uh, so the Bible apparently does, although I'm, I gotta look, we should look up what the, is sitting beneath that, because yeah. we, we, it's a wrong idea when we think, oh boy, I'm a pagan, and so I'm weak, but now the Holy Spirit comes, and so I become strong. Our strength, as you say, is completely in our trust in Christ and in nothing else. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one. Uh, we believe the initial physical evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Spirit is speaking in tongues. Hey, keep First Corinthians twelve open right there. All right. Yep. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues, as experienced on the day of Pentecost and referred throughout the uh, Acts and the epistles. Now, it, I happen to be uh, going through First Corinthians uh, right now in Bible class, and I remember I have this kind of gray remembrance of something in First Corinthians 12 talking about that that gift wasn't given to everybody. Is that is that in there? Something like <laughs> that, you know, to some yeah. tongues, but to others, uh, yeah, yeah. interpretation to others. Oh, exactly. Is that something? So when it says, <laughs> we believe uh, the initial physical evidence of the, of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So what this is saying is that you can't possibly have a baptism in the Holy Spirit if you don't speak in tongues. The two are one and the same. So now you have all these people come to your church and say, well, I've had water baptism, but I haven't had Holy Spirit baptism yet because I'm not speaking in tongues. Yeah, that's terrible. I mean, isn't it just terrible? So, I mean, it destroys all comfort. And and not everyone. I mean, you know, the, there's four times that we have speaking in tongues in Acts. And, by the way, every time they, when they speak in a tongue, they're speaking in a, in a real language. Not some sort of made-up gibberish, right? Which was what we had. We must understand tongues to be is speaking in a language that you, that you weren't born with. I mean, that's what a, that's what it is. I mean, that's just the definition of the thing. So to come along and babble in some sort of unknown language, and to do so where no one is interpreting, and to do so in a completely chaotic way where Paul says all, everything is done in order, and, and especially where the idea that you lose control of your own speaking. Where, where Paul, in this very context, will say that the spirit of the prophets is subject to the prophets, <laughs> so that there's no such thing as ecstasy or losing control. In fact, the fruit of the spirit is self-control. Right. <laughs> this is just utter paganism. And it's in this utter chapter, paganism. too, that he says, our God is not a God of chaos, but a God of order. I mean, this right. was the very thing Paul was addressing. Yep. Um, we shouldn't, shouldn't be coming together and just... Uh, it looks like a, a circus. I mean, yeah. the, the the services of the church are, are orderly and and they're uh, respectful. So to have any sort of ecstatic demonstration of the so-called presence of the Holy Spirit is not Christian. It is anti-Christian. And then to come along and to make that the evidence of the presence of God is an abomination. Mm-hmm. This is just... There, there's nothing... There's I, I don't know of anything that will lead to despair quicker than this nonsense. Hmm. Well, I think that's going to be all the time we have for the Church Creek Crunchers. How do you think uh, Overland Park First Assembly of God did? Well, we got to uh, some pretty bad stuff here. Yeah, I think crunched. 
It's crunched. <laughs> it's crunched. <laughs> Along with all of Pentecostalism. All right. Well, if you, if you have a creed you want us to crunch, send it to questions at tabletalkradio.org or call us 1-800-385-SOLA. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like a postmodern church creed. <laughs> You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.